Welcome inside Biscuits, Brews, and Ball. My name is Jack Withrow, your co-host with Mr. Brian England, and today we are in Coach England. I still call you Coach. Well, I'm going to be a coach forever. <laughs> Brian England, I call him Coach. And it's like I call I'm Bryce not- Bryce Casto, who is, was my coach in high school for football. I call him Coach Casto right. and Coach. Right. It's just something – you know, you're, you're around sports. Yep. You do that. Yeah. I mean, so. I've got the uh, help my elementary coach. Still call him coach. Still call him coach. Yep. Yeah. Coach Eric Galbraith. Well, if I call you Coach England, just roll with it. Uh, but to you, I guess you're my coach. No, you're not my coach. You're just my friend, but you're a coach. So yep. I call you coach. But anyway, Jack with her alongside Brian England uh, here on the Biscuits, Brews, and Ball podcast. This is our second podcast. We had an introductory podcast so many moons ago. And then, you know, how life is nowadays in this pandemic that we live in. Um, So things have set us back. Uh, We originally wanted to have our first guest on tonight. But again, life hits us hard uh, when we least expect it. So hopefully next week we have our first guest. So it's just me and Brian here. For episode number one, that's we're, right. We're in your house, man. This is this is awesome. Yeah, this is a uh, the abode. Seventeen Oakland Avenue. Oh, well, now you're gonna get hate mail. <laughs> I mean, you can look it up. It's public record. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but uh, how's everything going? It's going good, man. Uh, we've been busy doing life, life, doing things. You got two kids. Yep. Both in elementary school here in St. Albans. Yep. Both play. They were playing basketball, right? Yeah. Uh, the boy was six years old. St. Albans Youth League K one. First year of the boys' youth league in St. Albans. Um, That's something new. Yep. Uh, falls under the girls' youth league, which mm-hmm. is ultra successful. One of the best girls' youth leagues in Kanawha County. And we started a new boys' youth league, and then year one. We have a we had a hundred to fifty hundred between one hundred and fifty and one hundred sixty boys in the first year. So, forty to fifty K one kids, um, and looking forward to grow from here on. So all the games are we're at the high school and yep. multiple um, practices within all the gyms between schools and churches and community centers here in the western part of Canal County. Yep. So, so they stepped up big time. They did. Yep. That's what you need. Um, and you coached high school. Yeah, yeah, you, you gotta have a lot of people step up and volunteer things um, with sports. Yeah, especially at the, that level too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good to see that uh, businesses and churches uh, yep. have stepped up and let you guys use their gyms for practice time. That's so. right. And um, the great thing about this youth league is it's a true nonprofit. Mm-hmm. So um, obviously, we know how profitable. A league can be between right. admissions and concessions and team fees, et cetera. Yep. Uh, but and, and sponsors and photographs. That's right. Sponsorships, <laughs> but uh, all the money that this organization makes goes back into the community. Um, they save what they need for startup for the next year, yeah. and the rest of it gets donated. For instance, when I was the head coach at St. Albans Boys Basketball, we got a donation from the organization, the Girls League, mm-hmm. uh, at the time. Uh, every year and the more successful the league is uh from a profitability standpoint 
the more money goes back into the community. And to me, that's what's pretty awesome about that organization. Yep. Um, and so it's kind of cool to be a part of that. Obviously, as a dad, and um, I was a K-1 coach. <laughs> went from oh, see, you are a coach. Varsity. <laughs> Once a, it's like once a coach, always a coach. That's right. So. Just youth league. And obviously, like you said, my daughter's playing soccer, and she's super involved with that. So. That's right. Yeah. I knew she was playing something. She comes from good stock. When she When's she going to start dancing? Um, we'll probably, I mean, whatever she wants to do. If she wants to <laughs> dance, we'll do it. But I would say that uh, she's got way too much influence in soccer, though. Well, I mean, we've since day right. one. Right. Five straight state championships. Yeah. And she was there Her two ants. every yeah. single one of them. As uh, from age one to age six, yep. so she saw them all at Winfield High School. So, shout out to Marshall Hoff. Yeah, yeah. Good thoughts. Oh, great thoughts. Seriously yes. though, yeah. That that was a run. Oh yeah. Are we going to see anything like it? I mean, that was a phenomenal run. You're talking about Winfield girls soccer. Yep. Um, of course, Marshall Hoff, a. Uh, South Charleston Black Eagle, I might add. Uh, okay. Of course, he lives down in Winfield. And, uh, uh, they just well, sold the house. <clears throat> didn't they? Okay. Yep. Um, but anyway, at the time, he was living in Winfield there. Right. Um, took over the head coaching job there at Winfield High School. And they they won some titles at the beginning. In the 90s? Yeah. That, with uh, when Coach they started, Hall? Yeah, when they started win, uh, girls. Oh, they won three straight, I yeah. believe. And then uh, Marshall... Uh, later on, and that, I mean that was a dynasty. He yeah. he put a lot of girls into college, yeah. and uh, man, they were just good. They oh, dominated. Good. I enjoyed it. <laughs> that was a good run. I mean, yeah. I that, I look back on the. I know you do too, but yeah. we look back on those times and that's that's where I learned soccer. Yeah, right. From uh, Coach Hall. What do you know about soccer <laughs> before when uh, girls soccer state championship run? Neil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's where I, were. I mean I learned soccer because yeah. I was over there videotaping for uh, Marshall and and David Bailey. We can't, yeah, we can't. I, I learned soccer from Marshall Hoff and David Bailey, so that tells you. Right. <laughs> well, we yeah we we definitely have to to mention Coach Bailey. He yeah. definitely played a role in that. Yeah. And, uh, obviously, him and uh, Coach Hoff were a great team, and you know my my favorite tagline of Coach Bailey. That's gonna be good. Oh yeah, if it's raining. We're training. <laughs> if it's snowing, we're going. Yeah. But that's the mentality. 100%. That's right. That's I mean, the mentality. You know, you get after it. So. Yeah. Hey, and it produced, so. It did. Uh, you can't argue with that. Yeah. But anyway, I'll, you had a uh, birthday in your family. I a shout-out birthday here for uh, your wife. Laura England mm -hmm. um, turned 33, mm. which uh, somehow in our introductory podcast. Yeah, you missed that. I missed the whole. I'm, you get a great shout-out to your wife. <laughs> I mean, Marianne should be very happy about that. Yeah, she's not listening. So. <laughs> but uh, Laura happened to be in the room while we were recording, so um, yeah. she noticed right away. Yeah. And uh, so many thoughts going through my head. And um, the most important <laughs> thought was my wife, and I just forgot to. She's sitting right there in front of you. I know. And it's a swing and a miss. Major fail. Yeah. Luckily, she is loving and forgiving. And uh, But, yeah, she just turned 33. And um, we had a little celebration. Went to Fazio's, local, by the way. Local restaurant. That's Italian right. food. I love Italian food. It's a staple in Charleston. Yes, it and, is. Um, obviously, um, a lot of people don't know, but um, my grandfather is cousins with the Fazio's. Mm -hmm. And so there's a little family. Uh, you got a little Italian in there? there? 
so that's uh, Grazie. Yeah, that's. Let uh, <laughs> me tell you something. That place is is still good. This, decades. I haven't been there for years. Yeah. Um, still look the same. It does. It's good. It's very retro. Yeah. Yep. We uh, obviously, uh, my wife, the birthday girl, got the manicotti, um, salad, garlic bread, and I got the seafood platter. I got seafood at it at the Italian spot, but it was really good. Yeah. So uh, you always take a gamble when it says market price on the on the yeah. Menu. You never know. You never know. You never. But know. I gambled. It was good. It was good. <laughs> Scallops. I think it was yeah. grouper and some grilled shrimp. Uh, what's the What's the uh, Italian place down in Sarita Canova with the pizza? Everonis. Everonis. Oh my gosh, that pizza. That sauce. Yes, the sauce. The sauce. sauce makes the pizza for yeah. me. It's a sweet. It's yeah. a, it's it's a like sweet, sweet sauce. tomato sauce. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know our man uh, uh, um, Wade. Chris Wade runs oh, yeah. the, uh, the the pizza, pizza guy. Uh, uh, polls. He's, he's on like the, the Dave Portnoy of West Virginia. Yeah, but he runs the uh, the polls. Man, Shout I was pushing C-Wade. for. Uh, Hope you listen. Shout yeah. out Seaway. Yeah, I was uh, hoping that uh, Everonis would win that uh, Twitter poll for for uh, Wade's there, but it didn't. Mm-hmm. Those people don't know what they're talking about. That's voting. But anyway, so birthday shout out check um, yeah. you. Apologize for um, not, not mentioning, mentioning your wife in an, an introductory, so we can check that off. Yeah. Um, we did uh, take the party from Fazio's to the Tap, and mm-hmm. there happened to be another birthday celebration um, this morning. We had brunch, mm-hmm. and there were two more birthday brunch celebrations. So are these just people coming in and bringing cake and saying, yeah. "Hey, we're going to celebrate at the Tap." Yep, yep. Uh, yes, let's so say Friday night. We had two different parties. Uh, nobody planned it; just showed mm-hmm. up and. Um, Party was on. Brought the brought the cake, and this morning, it was more about the brunch menu and uh, the mimosas. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a good time for sure. Um, it's kind of cool to see people feel comfortable enough to schedule birthday parties at the tap. It's pretty nice. You guys are doing really well. Yeah, uh, honestly, um, it's pretty exciting being a new business. Uh, we knew that it was going to be successful, but we didn't know how successful. Yep. We knew that it was going to be a niche that's not been filled in our area, in very few areas, honestly. Right. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's been a lot of hard work, but it's definitely been successful. Yeah. Plus your ice cream shop, too. Yeah. Opened up right across the street there on Old Main in St. Albans. Is so. this the coldest January we've had in a while? Dude, I, feel I like just it. got back from West Liberty, which is north of Wheeling mm-hmm. and up on a mountain. Right. I was driving up yesterday. I think it's yesterday. <laughs> I forget what day it is. But any, yeah, Saturday morning. I take off early. And I'm driving through Ohio up 77. And it says, I look over at my, you know, you got that temperature on your mm. clock. Minus seven. I've never seen that before. Yeah. And I just had like a double take. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I heard up and took a picture of it. I got a picture of it, you know, because yeah. everybody posts pictures on social media. Of the temperature on their yeah. vehicles, or, or the or the sunrise on the river, sunrise, um, yeah. what they're eating on Thanksgiving. Right. Um, so, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this has been cold, and there was a ton of snow up in the Wheeling area. I got back down here, and it's like no snow. Yeah, up there they're skiing. I stayed at Ogilvy. Okay, at the resort there, um, state golf tournament at Ogilvy. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, so I stayed there uh, last night. Uh, had dinner there. Uh, at the uh, at the lodge restaurant, and um, I had a po' boy sandwich. Yep, 
So a little Louisiana. Oh, yeah. Up at the Ogilvy. That's right. Last night. And then I uh, retired to my bed, woke up, drove home today so I could be here with you. But anyway, yeah. Um, what else we got going here locally? Well, oh, I had a biscuit. I mean, you got to bring up biscuits. Well, the the name of the podcast is yeah, it's got biscuits in it. Biscuit brews and, and balls. people. I was <laughs> I was at the South Charleston Hurricane game the other day, and I won't mention any names. But uh, guy walks up to me and says, "Have you had a Susie's biscuit lately?" I was like, "Just did the other morning." Yep. And uh, at work, and here's how I do it. I know what time my coworker's coming to work, and he lives up in the Sissonville area. Mm-hmm. So I know what time he's coming through South Charleston, Charleston area. Right. I gave him a little text. I said, hey, man, be a good day for a biscuit. That's and right. he's like, he always texts back, Susie's. <laughs> so they already, the people know, Jack. Yeah. What so, people know. I did have a Susie's biscuit. The guy asked me if I had one. I was like, yep, I had one. You know what I love from Susie's? What? The French toast sticks. Really? Yeah. Have you had them? No, I haven't. Okay, well, it's a heart attack on a paper boat, <laughs> but it is phenomenal. So, yeah. I mean, everybody talks about Susie's biscuits, but the French yeah. toast sticks are they're good. Yep, yep. So, check off the uh, Susie's biscuit. So, I did have one, and my coworker once again came through uh, with it. Um, what else is going on? Man, not much. Uh, we talked about the tap, yeah, and uh, you know, th- things are happening around. St. Albans and mm-hmm. Canal Valley. Yeah. Uh, there was an article written. Uh, it was published in the West Virginia Executive um, mm-hmm. magazine on the online edition. And uh, Deb Austin Brown, who is the uh, media public relations um, person for the Chamber of Commerce in St. Albans, mm-hmm. wrote the article. She's also an author and a former teacher. Great woman, and she's been very supportive, as as the whole chamber has, of our new businesses in St. Albans. And she wrote an article about the just the the business boom in St. Albans. I mean, that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking, you know, a couple dozen new businesses yeah. within the last year to two years since the since the pandemic. You well, know, I tell you what's going to really help is the completion of the Route Thirty Five to Four Lane. I agree. Yep. You're going to start seeing things happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited for the Canal Valley, Canal County, Putnam County, Wayne County, Wayne County, Campbell County, I'm sorry. And uh, Mason. Hey, I'm excited for Wayne County. Mason too. County. <laughs> out Wayne. Got to give him a shout out. But anyway, yeah, that four lane completion is going to really right. uh, put a boom to our area. And we've already seen some things happen, some new businesses come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, make commitments to uh, West Virginia, so yeah, big time, yeah. like mm-hmm. difference makers. And I see where Toyota is starting to hire more too. Yeah, they're 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 building on. Yep. So uh, branching out. So what was it? That one was an electric bus. Yeah, is that coming? To that's coming to South Charleston. South Charleston. Yeah, that's right. So now, I mean, to be honest with you, um, I do think it's something. Uh, to be proud of, uh, especially right now in this part of the state. And I, I, I mean, I know that up north, you know, Clarksburg, mm-hmm. Bridgeport, Morgantown, Morgantown area, mm-hmm. it's doing really well. Yeah. I mean, it's a boom up there as well. Yep. And it's just nice to see. I mean, we all love the state of West Virginia. And uh, obviously, we're a small business. We're not a corporation. Right. Um, but it takes uh, small businesses. It takes individuals willing to take a risk to change communities. And I'm... Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty happy not just about what we're uh, accomplishing but multiple other people it's not just us there's 
a lot of young and old entrepreneurs who are starting small businesses in our town. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just kind of cool to see um, the the dynamic and how it's changed over the last few years here in St. Albans. Yeah. And I know Coal River Coffee has expanded. They opened up in South Charleston now. Right. So Took on some things in the Civic Center. Um, yeah. I know Michael was working this weekend at Disney on Ice and um, <laughs> serving coffee. Serving the coffee. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, uh, the Irvins are part of it, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, new generation and then older generation. Obviously, you have Chandler's. You know, they're on yeah. Old Main. And um, good friends with uh, Mr. Eddie Chandler's grandson, who helps him run the business, Mr. Parker Mullinex. And yep. uh, Parker does great things. He's kind of he's kind of the connector between the the old business, the old generation, and the new business, and the new generation here in St. Albans. Mm-hmm. So um, kind of cool to have someone like Eddie, who's very open-minded about new businesses, and, and Parker, you know, the connector. So, mm-hmm. yep. And then Deb, in the article that was written in the West Virginia Executive Magazine, she mentions that. So Go it, read it. You can it, check it out. It's highlighting St. Albans? or It, 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 it highlights uh, a, a few of the businesses, uh, okay. obviously the tap and crafts of the coal, but also um, – Culver Coffee is mentioned, and mm-hmm. um, a few other business people are mentioned. And um, if, I think our story is a snapshot of, of multiple, you know, entrepreneurs in our town and and small towns across the country, across the state, and across the country, and just people um, trying to do what they can, take a risk, and for the betterment of their communities. And it's been uh, successful in St. Albans. I think we've seen. Uh, I don't know. We had a few years ago, we had seven, eight empty storefronts on Old Main, yeah. on Main Street, Old Main Plaza. Uh, we're down to one or two now. Um, so that's awesome. We got new Valley Naturals. Uh, you can get all your. Yeah. Uh, I bought my uh, soap there. That's right. You can get all natural products, your mm-hmm. vitamins, your supplements, you know, Whole Foods, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what, uh, our city council and our mayor has done a great job of making it um business friendly um there's a bno tax break for new businesses yeah uh, and, and that obviously is a good thing when you're a new business every penny counts to be honest with you oh yeah and so when you get a tax break on the bno taxes when you first start that's that's a big deal you know and so just little things like that uh i think have helped this whole situation out here in st albans that's right that's great speaking of coffee we were talking about coffee um I know you gave me grief on Twitter the other day. Mm-hmm. Posted my coffee picture because right. it was cold outside. And I wanted everybody to make sure that they had their hot coffee. Well, I like cream and honey in my coffee. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. And but you're going to give me grief. I know you like it black. Yeah. But uh, well, I mean, um, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't remember when I first decided that black coffee was what I was going to start drinking. I'm sure at some point when I first started drinking coffee, it was like everybody else, sugar, cream. My grandmother started me on coffee. Really? I think she put like three big heaping spoonfuls of sugar in yeah. it. <laughs> and See, then sent me back to my parents. <laughs> uh, and that's honestly the reason why I like the black coffee, in my opinion, is because the no sugar aspect of it. Um, yeah. If I wanted a sugary caffeine drink, I'd drink a Coke, you know? <laughs> so, and that's just me. Yeah. But. But, and, and that's kind of why I went to honey, right? I cut out the actual sugar. Mm-hmm. Now I know there's probably sugar in the honey. Um, but I think it's 
and, and I'm not a nutritionist or anything. <laughs> I think it's a lot better than actual sugar. Yeah. And uh, I just like the taste of it. So. Well, here's the good thing. You're allowed to like what you want to <laughs> like. No judgment. Tonight I'm drinking a uh, coffee from Sheets because okay. I, I asked a certain person if they could start brewing some coffee before I got here, and they said their coffee pot is not here. Yeah. Well, so I'm, I'm not judging on not having a coffee pot in your house. But, I'm the uh, residential um, coffee brewer at St. Elmans High School, so... <laughs> um, there's a couple people that dip into the pot and they pitch in. Yeah. So it's, uh, I don't know, man, drinking coffee is, it's awesome. I, I really sympathize with people that don't like it because it's like, I mean, it's soothing to me. Yeah. It's very peaceful. Yeah. And, and it's, it's not even the caffeine because now I'm going to, I'm trying to buy some coffee maybe, Half and half, they make a half and half. Right. So I'm trying to cut down on that because I think I'm that at, at that age for some reason. And maybe I'm just... <laughs> right. But I think uh, once you get to my age, I think you need to really start looking at your health. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. So, but I'm trying that avenue right now. So bear with me if I get a little chippy sometimes, but I'm, I'm yeah. cutting the caffeine back. But anyway. It's okay. So... But, yeah, I, I enjoy coffee so much that uh, that's what our podcast, <laughs> some of that is based off of. That's so right. In the brews category. So mm-hmm. anything else going on business-wise? No. I mean, we're, uh, you know, slinging a, lot of, uh, slinging a lot of beer at the tap, slinging mm-hmm. a lot of ice cream at Crash of the Coal, serving a lot of food. Uh, actually, you know, one of the things that I think people um, – are starting to realize is you can come to the tap and you can eat a good dinner. We got Bogey's Barbecue in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, Bogey's. I've is, had the sliders. Is a local barbecue uh, business uh, based in Tornado mm-hmm. at the driving range there beside Big Ben Golf Course. And uh, Andrew Ford and his partner Jay. And um, they do a great job, man. They got a great menu. And uh, it's a it's a product that you can't get in town. There's nobody that's really selling what they're selling. And so we're pretty excited to have them in the kitchen and uh, slinging some barbecue and some other other products. So, yeah, yeah. it's, um, you know, part of our model and as a business and motto really is uh, to connect with and work with other local businesses. And obviously, I mean, I could go through the list. We sell Belknap pizzas you know, that are frozen. We Those s- are awesome. We uh, partnered with Bogies, and they take the kitchen over. We sell Coal River Coffee on Sunday mornings, you know. Um, so, like, that's just, we could get that food from uh, a distributor that, you you know, right. delivers it from Columbus or somewhere, you know right. what I mean? But uh, we go local with most of our stuff, and to me, there's value in that, and it's kind of cool. They've yeah. supported us. We support them, and it's a good partnership. Speaking of Beltnap. They're down in Hurricane. They have their storefront in Hurricane? Yep. I've not been down there, but, man, I saw a picture of Hurricane's um, Main Street down there at night. Mm-hmm. That looks awesome. Yeah, they've done a good job. I mean, Main Street's across the board. have really back. starting to, you know, come back to life. Um, you know, on Hurricane's Main Street, you got Belknap. Mm-hmm. you got Connolly's, which is a new Irish pub that serves a select Irish menu. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got... Drip, 
mm-hmm. coffee, coffee uh, sandwich, coffee shop, um, Bear Woods, uh, the woodworking company. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's cool. Obviously, they do food truck Friday in the warm season, spring, summer, fall. You can go down there for lunch and a couple hours. They have three or four food trucks there. Um, so, yeah, that's that's pretty cool what they got going on down there. And I know they're pretty excited about it. Obviously, I'm a little partial to St. Almonds, so I <laughs> think we've got the best Just, Main Is that Street. a different shade of red? Yeah, it's the best red. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, food trucks, and I love food trucks. Um, you still, you still have, of course, you have your storefront. What's your plans for your? You still have two trailers, right? We have two ice cream trailers. Yeah. Obviously, if it's January thirtieth and it's fifteen degrees outside, people are probably not going to get their ice cream outside. But when it gets warm, mm-hmm. the food trucks are hopping. Uh, we've going to go base one this year in Taze Valley, right there at the four-way stop at City National, diagonal from the Pallet. You were there last year, right? Yep. yep. Um, okay. uh, J.P. Owens owns a building called The Garage. Mm-hmm. Shout out to J.P. Um, works for City National, but also owns The Garage. The Garage is a great place for events. If anybody wants to book an event, they have a great uh, event room, um, a kitchen, a full kitchen, office space. You're talking um, about like? Birthday parties, uh, yeah. graduation parties, things like that. Correct. Mm-hmm. He also is an artist and, and displays some of his artwork there. But mm-hmm. anyways, we we keep our trailer there on his property and plug it into the uh, to his building and uh, kind of treat it more or less like a semi-permanent spot. Uh, and then we also are looking for our second trailer uh, for a semi-permanent spot in South Charleston. Mm-hmm. So obviously we'll haul it around for select events. I think we're going to try to dial back our events this year. And um, focus the location. Yeah, focus mm-hmm. more on location and 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 reliability, uh, consistency of location, so people know where we're at and when we're there. So you, you guys are selling pints now, right? We are in the old main. We have the coffee or the uh, ice cream shop, and we're selling pints of uh, whatever ice cream you want. Yep. So that's awesome. Yeah, I love that ice cream. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, my favorite and our best seller is the West Virginia Pothole. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Chocolate ice cream uh, with chunks of chocolate fudge and chocolate chips. And uh, it's just like triple chocolate. It's phenomenal. I'm a mint chocolate chip guy. Yep. So We have the mint chocolate chip. We also have another mint ice cream um, that we sometimes serve called Marco Tracks. And mm-hmm. we sell that in um, honor of Marshall University. Uh, we have a couple big-time Marshall fans within the ownership group. So, um, But it it's more or less like a... Um, uh, what's the Girl Scout mint cookie um, called? Thin mint? Yeah, it's something like that. <laughs> but it's it's just mint ice cream with like chocolate, okay, like cookie chunks yeah, in it. Okay, um, so thin mint. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty good. But um, yeah, we're. I mean, I never thought I'd be as passionate about ice cream as I am now. But after two years in the business, it's it's pretty cool to ice cream is life. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's universal. <laughs> I mean, it's universal. I'd eat ice cream tonight. Yeah, every night. I probably wouldn't go stand at a trailer to buy it, but if your storefront was open tonight, I'd go buy it. Yeah, well, so. we just closed at 6. Uh, right now we're open uh, Thursdays through Sundays. Once it gets a little warmer, we'll go six days a week. Yeah. So. Okay, well, let's get into the sports world because that's the other part of our podcast is the ball part. And, of course, a lot of things happening. We're in the middle of basketball season, high school basketball season here mm-hmm. um, in the state of West Virginia. 
And we got some teams here locally that are doing, doing pretty well. They are. Of course, you got George Washington, the defending, this is so hard to say, quad A state champions last year. They're 10 and 3 now yep. on the season. They had a big victory, a tight victory uh, yesterday mm-hmm. against uh, crosstown rival Capital. Yep. Now, Capital, they're intriguing to me. Yep. They weren't playing all that well uh, to begin the season. Got Anthony Hirsch back. That yep. helps. Yep. Oh, yeah. Always helps. Uh, but they're 7 and 3 now. Yeah. Um, two of their three losses coming against South Charleston, mm-hmm. and then yesterday at, at George Washington, and they lost three games, two, uh, three of them to their rivals, and the other, and the other lost to Logan. Yep. So there's your three losses. So don't count out uh, Mr. Green down there at the Capital High yeah. School. Listen, one thing I can tell you about Capital, having coached against them for years, and. Got a lot of respect for Matt Green. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he gets those kids to play hard. And yeah. you combine athleticism with effort on the court, and good things can happen. Yeah. And uh, Matt, Matt, he brings the best out of those kids. Um, so it's definitely <laughs> that section, I mean. It's crazy. My goodness. You got GW, South Charleston, Cap. Man, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I mean, South Charleston. I mean, look at South Charleston right now. I mean, they yep. had a tough one against Logan on the road. Yeah. Um, but who does it? Right. <laughs> I mean, is, is is the Logan Fieldhouse one of the toughest venues to, to win a game in in the state? Probably. When, when it is packed, yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, um, so, you know, and they went toe-to-toe. I mean, they were there. Um, yeah, I watched What it. happened? What happened there? Um, I thought South Charleston played really well until right at the end. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as well as anybody, sometimes – Things doesn't bounce your way, right. and it didn't. They've got they were that's a couple things, um, you know, ball tipped out of bounds. It probably should have went to South Charleston, but it didn't. But you got to play through that, mm-hmm. um, and it just. I mean, give credit to Logan and uh, Coach Green there. Yeah, um, I think he spells it with no e. Uh, but Logan made shots at the end, right? So, and that's been Logan's. Thing their first their first five is really good. The last two years they are, they're making some big shots at the end of games to win games, mm-hmm. but I thought it was a great game, and I I told you guys in our group text the other day I can I can stomach a loss like that yeah because they gave the effort they played well it right. just didn't the ball didn't bounce right, right for them at the end of the game so right. but yeah South Charleston nine and three um, well and you know. Credit to Josh Daniel for scheduling that game. You yeah. know, I mean, Logan's a class below him. Mm-hmm. He's taking his team to one of the hardest places to win in the state, Logan Fieldhouse. Yep. Zach Green does a great job with his team. They're talented. And so is South Charleston. Uh, two really good coaches. And that kind of game is what prepares you, in my opinion, for postseason play. And win or lose, I know Josh, um, he – is going to use that game to help his team get better. And, yep. I mean, credit to Logan for scheduling the game. I mean, you got, you know, South they're, Charleston's been up and down over the years, but yep. they're a, they're still the South Charleston. They're a, power, they're a state powerhouse. Mm-hmm. And um, you bring one of the t- number four team in quad A down to your down to your home court, and that prepares you for the AAA state tournament. Yep. And, so. and, and really, is there much difference between the quad A and the AAA right now? Or even double A. Some teams in double A. I don't think there is. Not in the state of West Virginia. At the Virginia. top, at the top, no. 
at the top there. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's I what I'm talking the, about. At I the think top. the difference between quad A, triple A, double A, and single A is depth. Right. Like, and qu- at the top, you especially uh, quad A, 3A, or uh, 4A, 3A, and 2A, you know, very similar. I mean, yeah. look at look at Poca. I mean, Isaac McNeely, obviously, is one of the right. best players we've seen in the state in, yep. in years. Uh, but what I think what separates quad A is this the depth of each region. You know, mm-hmm. you just have so many ten and enrollment plays a, a right. plays a, a huge part in that. Right. So um yeah, it's team to beat in quad A. I mean, I still I still think you have to say Morgantown. Yeah, I have to agree. Yeah. I mean, uh Coach Tallman, man, my goodness. You yeah. talk about a well oiled machine. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> he does a great job. And um you know, I've taken a couple butt, butt whoopings from him in my tenure as a head coach. I was there. <laughs> and uh, But lots of respect, you know, from him yeah. and uh, for him, excuse me. And um, But, yeah, I mean, I, I would have to say that Morgantown's up there. What do you think? Yeah, they have not lost a game to uh, another in-state opponent this year. They lost to um, United Faith Academy, York Prep Academy, and Stewart, Virginia. And all three of those games are like two, three point losses right. so they're right there and then they got a big win over the uh bishop walsh yeah. which we've watched that team play on espn yep in these big showcases you know with teams like uh img mm-hmm. and uh sunrise christian those those type teams so right. that was a big win i mean i'm talking about a big win he beat them 75 to 58 right so <laughs> i gotta agree with you morgantown right now looks to be the front runner in quad a yeah, uh, for me. But now this part of the state, I mean, it's it's a toss up right now. I mean, you got, mm-hmm. I think right now, I think it's South Charleston and GW, this part of the state and Quad A. Um, you know, Capital's not far behind. Uh, you know, Huntington's Huntington. not far behind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Calvin Midland has the Schmidt brothers, and um, yep. you know, they got a big victory last night. They beat St. Joe. Yep. And some people's like, like St. Joe's single A doesn't matter now they've got some talented right kids on that st joe sure. team it's like and greater beckley i mean yeah look, look at what greater beckley's done yeah i mean um just you know they, they went to they, they played gw you know got mm-hmm. a win um, yeah so yeah i mean to your point uh no matter what the class uh, at the top you know teams are competitive so it's it's exciting i tell you what west virginia high school basketball is special i just just being able to see what the coaches and these communities are doing, you know, and, and, and the way that these communities rally around their teams. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, in my opinion, if, if, if you, we've got some of the best coaches around. Yeah. I, you know, I'm from North Carolina. Um, I grew up there, spent most of my – well, I moved up here when I was 19. So I've gotten perspectives from other places. My brother-in-law lives in – Indianapolis has coached high school basketball, which is it's the mecca of high school basketball. You know, yeah. but man, if you can coach, you can coach. You know, and we don't always get the most athletic, but these coaches are working hard. They're yeah. getting after it, and I got a lot of respect for for what high school basketball coaches do. Locally here, even more locally in St. Albans, they got a big victory yesterday over Spring Valley. Yeah, and I say that's a big victory because they haven't played for how many couple weeks. Uh, yeah, they had a 10-day quarantine. This is the second one of the season. And I'll be honest with you, Jack, 
going back to 2020 when we won the regional championship and yeah. the state tournament got canceled and we had, what, two COVID cases in the whole yeah. state? Or it's been less. rough it's ever uh, since then. We've, we've seen all two, two quarantines last year, two quarantines yeah. this, in a, in a six-week season last year, yeah. two quarantines this year. I don't know if there's a, a school that's been a, a team, a boys' team that's been affected by COVID as much as St. Albans, you know. Yeah. And the bottom line is um, practice time matters. You know, being in the gym matters. It does. So it's it's tough, man. I mean, you, you go from not being able to be with your team to and – then you, And then you throw in snow days, right? I mean, you're out of school in Kanawha County. If you're out of school in Kanawha County – You're not County, practicing. You can't practice. Uh, I know it's like that in Raleigh County too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Woodrow Wilson went through some of that there a couple of weeks ago where they couldn't practice. Right. Wasn't because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Just couldn't get to the school right. because of the snow. But, yeah, has a big effect on, on teams at practice time. So For sure. Triple A, we already talked about Logan, undefeated. Yeah. But you got to look at Shady Spring down in Beckley, My too. Goodness. We played him this summer uh, when I was still the head coach. And, yeah. um, I mean, they got five guys on the court that can shoot. Yeah. And, you know, they moved the ball. They Chapman boys. Very fast-paced. And, uh, well, they did this summer. Yeah. And um, so, uh, Winfield was on a roll. What, they start 7-0? and Yep. And then um, they've had some injuries. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think they've lost a few games here. Uh, but uh, one thing I know about Chris Stevens is um, he does a great job of using adversities in the season to teach lessons yeah. and make his team better by the end of the season. For some reason, when they get to postseason, since he's been the head coach, they have always been ready to play. Yeah. And it's shown he's been into two state tournaments now and one uh, quarterfinal game in each state tournament he's been in. So, Class AA, um, obviously here locally, Boca. Yeah. They're rolling with McNeely, 12-1 uh, and one on the season now. Uh, there's one loss came early in the season against Nitro. Yeah. Um, I thought Nitro had a good game plan that night. Um I believe they played a box and one, maybe. They played a box and one, and then anytime they could, they doubled, which doubled. is what Winfield did Friday night. Um, mm-hmm. You know, sort uh, talked to one of the coaches for Nitro and or for um, uh, Polka, and he said that um, Winfield executed their defense really well. Yeah. Um, you know, similar to what Nitro tried to do, uh, but obviously McNeely was a little too much, and the Polka's defense, man, locking I, it down. Uh, pretty sure. They're only giving up 36 points a game. They are giving up uh, just under 37, 36.9. 36.9 so. points yeah. a game. So, I mean, you I don't care what class you're in. If you're if you're doing that kind of thing, then yeah. you're going to win some games. If you're playing that kind of defense, you're going to win some games. And if so. anybody's hearing a dog whine and whimper, Brian's got a new puppy dog. Nine-week-old uh yeah, golden Labrador? retriever, golden retriever mix. Okay. Oh, yeah. a mix. Okay, it's a, get, yeah, it's a golden lab, so, golden door. Brian, so. Brian wouldn't let him on the podcast, so he's mad, and so now he's letting us know. But yeah. uh, that's what's going on in the background. But get back to basketball, Buffalo. That's what I was getting ready to say. Uh, they just um, yeah. did something pretty historic for Buffalo High School. And I started my coaching career in in, in the Buffalo community. My yeah, first job middle school was at the George Washington, George Washington mm-hmm. Middle School. And uh, they, they beat Charleston Catholic for the first time since 97. Mm, that I don't know. It's, I thought, it, mm. fact uh, check yeah. us, people. Yeah. Fact check us. <laughs> I thought it was longer than that. But nevertheless, maybe Adam, 94. Adam Scott, uh, head coach at Buffalo. That's when I got married. No, I got married in 95. God, you're old. Thanks, bro. Welcome. <laughs> 
I mean, I was talking about my age earlier about going to decaf coffee, but I didn't reveal my age. But anyway, I appreciate it. That region, obviously, you have Ravenswood in that region. Yeah. Um, I mean, is there a more legendary coach in the state than Mick Price? Price, (laughs) You know, I mean, my goodness. Uh, And he's still, you know, I coached for 12 years. Mick's Mick's been coaching for, what, 40? Longer than most of us have been alive. 40 plus years. (laughs) Uh, He doesn't even look that old. He's got the energy still. Watch him coach. He's got the energy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, I got a lot of respect for him. Rick Green, a lot of respect for him. Yeah, you know, you, you do time. it for 30, 30 plus years. That's a long time. Yeah, people don't understand. I mean, you don't do it for the money. It's not a paycheck. I can tell you that. Speaking of Ravenswood, here coming up shortly, in a couple of days, they'll be playing poker. Yep. So, <coughs> big regional game. Yeah, that will be at Ravenswood. <laughs> so the dots will head to the pit. Right. And that'll be a good one. Mm-hmm. So excited to see uh, that one. But actually, Ravenswood has Polka and Buffalo back to back. Yep. At the pit, and then they play St. Joe. So I'm sitting there looking at their schedule. Yeah. That yeah. one. That one's not at the pit. That's over at West Virginia State University. So the uh, Parmar Shootout, the annual event over at West Virginia State. So um, and then quickly looking at single A. Um, so I can bring it up here. Obviously, you're looking at uh, – you talked about Greater Beckley. Mm-hmm. They're 8-2 and two on the season. Um, Played a James, tough schedule. James Monroe. Yep. 13-1, um, and one, and their only loss is to Greater Beckley, I believe. Uh, they're right there. The Man Hillbillies. That's right. Defending Class A state champions. They are 10-2 and two on the season. They're right up there at the top. And that's with losing their best player to a prep school in the, Virginia. Uh, and the and then they school. had uh, Tackett went to Logan. Yep. So they lost two of their best players. Yep. From their state championship And their starting team. point guard. That's right. Is now at Rio Grande playing for Ryan at Airwood. Three of their best players. Yeah. Yep. So 10 and 2. Yep. 10 and 2. Uh, Tucker County, 11 and 2. They're up there. Tug Valley. You can never, <laughs> you can never count out Tug Valley. No, you cannot. You ever been down there? The Nagatuck uh, to, to the gym? I have not. Oh, my gosh. Yep. I mean, they talk about Wyoming East and West Side, and right. that's crazy. I've been I've been there for one of their games at, at Wyoming East, mm-hmm. and I've been to Nagatuck. I can't remember who they were playing. It might have been Mingo Central. And Phil C. and I went down, and it was another case of uh, if you didn't get there early, right. you were standing out in the hallway trying to peer through the double doors just to see half the court. But we got there early enough. So, but man, that that atmosphere is nuts down there. So, and then St. Joe, um, very talented team. Cabell Midland beat them last night, but they're nine and four. But they play a tough schedule as well. Right. St. Joe beat. Uh, did you say they beat GW? No, uh, Greater Beckley. Greater Beckley. St. Joe beat somebody. Oh, they beat Woodrow Wilson down Beckley a few weeks ago. So, but there's a team that's struggling. Woodrow Wilson. Yeah, they've been up and down. Um, I think they've had a little – they've had some injury too. Um, yeah. But listen, uh, that's a storied program. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Ron Kidd, state champion coach. Mm-hmm. Um, well, then you've you got Barksdale st- sitting at the end of the bench. Yeah. <laughs> the legend. Uh, I mean, hey, I'll be honest Going back you. to 2020 when we beat him down there. Yeah. That was just awesome. I will be, I will be completely <laughs> honest with you. Um, when I moved to this state – one of the first basketball programs that I was made aware of and that I noticed uh, the history 
and the yeah. greatness over the years and the consistency of winning uh, was Woodrow Wilson High School boys basketball. And for us to to win that regional game in 2020 down there on their court, and they had a good team. I mean, you had one of their big guys that's now playing meaningful minutes in the MEC, Davis mm-hmm. and Elkins. Yeah. Um, you had Aiden Ben Nance. Gilliam. Yep, Ben mm-hmm. Gilliam. You had Aiden Nance. Uh-huh. Um, Down at Liberty Heights now, he's going to go to Concord. Right. So you had two MEC big guys there, uh, very athletic. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, the, the law kid, uh, okay. fantastic shooter. He probably averaged, what, 20, 18 to 20 that year. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, just, and obviously they had uh, McMillian, who mm-hmm. plays football. He's yeah, still playing for him. He was a yeah. sophomore, but real strong kid, shooter. Yeah, good shooter. A myriad of athletes around them. It was, it was a good team. Uh, yeah. I was pretty proud of those boys, those St. Alma's boys for that one. So. Yeah, that was an awesome night. It was. Yeah, big victory in the Armory. Yep. One of the historical places to play basketball. We, we talked about the Logan Fieldhouse and uh, Willie Akers Arena. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the Armory. Um, right up there. So For sure. It's good, good stuff. Good memories. Three <laughs> days later, they pulled the carpet on us. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> that was rough. Yeah. Um, Lessons to be learned, though. And I know oh, yeah. I've talked to Ethan Clay came over. Ethan, for, for those that are listening, was just a joy to coach. Yeah. I mean, you talk about a kid that he would do anything to win. Yeah. And he, if you needed a, a hustle play, he would do it. If you, wouldn't, if you needed to be a point guard, if you needed to be a four, he would do it. Uh, one of the most coachable kids I've ever had, and uh, just a straight-up winner. And it was guys like that, Rodney Toller being a part yeah. of that team, and others that are, were the reason that we won that game and were able to have a successful season in 2020. Pretty good coaching staff as well. So, yeah. yep. Debatable. And, and <laughs> I was actually on the bench, in the end of the bench that night. You I wasn't broadcasting. Hype man. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, the great thing uh, set across from the court from us that night was Tex Williams. Yep. Set over in the corner, and, uh, man, that guy's awesome to talk to. Tex was uh, always very good to me when I was the head coach at St. Almonds. Yeah. You know, he uh, obviously devoted much of his life to this community, and his his career took him other places as well, but um, he's been very good at uh, trying to connect and give back – you know, to the community of St. Albans and just specifically our coaching staff. You know, yeah. I, when we first got the job, uh, me and T.J. Douglas, um, who is still coaching at St. Albans, and he was my assistant, one of our co-owners at the TAP and Crafts of the Coal and also one of my best friends. But we sat down with um, with Coach Williams at Dave Cottrell's house there yeah. on Weimar Avenue mm-hmm. in St. Albans and just had a little meet and greets. First time I had really had a chance to have in-depth conversation with him and you know, he, Coach Williams walks in with a notebook of, of uh, stuff that he wanted to impart to yeah. me and TJ. And he was ready. He was ready. And we had a little three-hour coaching clinic there. And, <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Mama D. Cottrell made us some, some food, and it was a good time. Speaking of uh, loyal St. Albans supporters, Dave yeah. Cottrell's up there. Yeah. All I love time. that guy. All time. He's a great person. And um, that's Walt Hall's father-in-law for yeah. Those that don't know, Walter is running for House of Delegates in our district. It's a new district that they created. Yeah. Yep. More or less a single-member district, but we also have 
thousand residents in Nitro, and then Institute in West Dunbar. <laughs> so, yeah, City of St. Albans. But. Other things going around. I, uh, of course, I'm heavily involved at uh, University of Charleston. I call other games, and Speaking of course, of they're great coaches. Dwayne Osborne. Dwayne Osborne, yeah. Um, always does a fabulous, fabulous job. Um, do I use that word fabulous for coaching? Maybe not. <laughs> he does a great job. What's it like calling college games? It's, uh, it's a lot easier than high school. Yeah. And I only say that because of the prep work. Yeah. And I did an interview with a UC student the other night, and he asked me that question. He said, um, what's the hardest thing? Uh, in broadcasting, I said, well, the prep work. Right. There's a ton of prep work before you even turn the mic on. Yeah. And But college basketball, I mean, they stat every game live, so you always have up-to-date stats. Right. So you always have that. Um, you always have up-to-date rosters, and they send you name pronunciations, which is the worst thing if you don't have a right pronunciation for a name. But, I, man, I've really enjoyed it. It's the Mountain East Conference basketball is one of the top Division II basketball conference in, in the United States. Yeah. And of course, you got West Liberty, Fairmont State. Those two are ranked in the top ten right now right. in men's basketball. Glenville State women are ranked number one in the nation in Division II women's. They are phenomenal. Right. I mean, they just send waves at you, uh, line changes, mm -hmm. uh, Similar to what West Virginia State does. Mm -hmm. Glenville State, and nothing knocking any West Virginia State, but Glenville State's got some athletes on that women's team. Oh, yeah. So they're at the top. It's uh, it's it's top-heavy in the women's side this year right. with Glenville State and then everybody else. UC got a big victory in the women's side yesterday. They did not have their leading three-point score in Dakota Reeves, and they didn't have their second-leading overall score play yesterday. Reeves hurt her ankle, and I don't know why the other girl was out. Um, they played on the road at Fairmont State, and uh, Fairmont State just beat the West Virginia State women the other day on Saturday. But uh, overtime victory for head coach Tiani Kelly and the Golden Eagles. So mm -hmm. big victory there. Um, for the men for UC, kind of struggling right now. They've got, a, I think, a very key injury. Yeah. And Tyler Eberhardt, he's a 6'7", um, sophomore, uber-athletic Plays great defense, very, very active hands on defense. Um, on offense, he's not just a scorer, but he can pass the ball really well. He's their second big guy coming off the bench behind Lamont McManus. Yeah. But he's that glue guy. I'll go to the glue guy. Mm -hmm. He's that X factor coming off the bench. Right. That, uh, and Dwayne plays a lot of guys. Mm -hmm. um, he'll probably play nine, ten guys sometimes. And they'll come in on waves on you. And um, they got plug-and-play guys. Right. Um, they got a lot of 6'5 uh, to 6'7 guys that can shoot the ball outside, plus very athletic. So ran into a little bit of a rough patch yesterday Yeah. Uh, with Fairmont State. Uh, last Saturday – was it last Saturday <coughs> when they played West Virginia State? That's the best game I've ever seen West Virginia State play. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Pittman, you know, he's the X factor too. Right. Um, we've seen him at Capitol High School for many years play basketball. Oh, yeah. Coached against Phenomenal him. wide receiver. Yep. Um, had a great game. Uh, Glenn Abram, a graduate student. Um, right. I don't think he missed a shot that night. Um, yeah. He can shoot it from deep. Plus, he's athletic. 
he can steal the ball and take it back. But uh, Coach Poor is doing a wonderful job. They've won 10 straight down there at West Virginia State. Oh, yeah. Um, they got a big victory over Fairmont State in their last outing the other day. So, man, they went to Hawaii and played. I know. What a trip. <laughs> I think they beat the number 11 team over there. They did. And Great so, experience for them. Yeah. I mean, I would say. Then they say. got to play on ESPN up uh, north here over the um, during December. I, I can't remember what the event was. Yep. It was um, – an NBA player, maybe. I can't remember. But anyway, great experience there as well. I don't think they fared very well there. Uh, but man, they are playing lights out right now. Um, they've got West Liberty coming up. UC's got West Liberty at home mm-hmm. next Saturday. Of course, West Liberty at the top right now. And then you've got uh, Fairmont State, UC, and West Virginia State. Those are the top four. Right. And the men's, I think those four are above all the others. Right. Uh, but, man, calling MEC is awesome. Yeah. And I've enjoyed it. Of course, all sports, soccer. Yeah. You know. <laughs> right. Coach Smee, uh, great guy. Oh, yeah. Loves Chick-fil-A sandwiches. <laughs> um, but uh, in all their sports, I mean, women's volleyball had a great year. Men's volleyball, if you've never been to a men's volleyball game, that, I mean, that's. You know, it's a, a sanctioned sport in Ohio now for high school. For high school, yeah. yeah. But uh, those guys are unreal. I've never seen volleyball's curve. Yeah. But they, I mean, they're coming at you. The athletic Six, nine, six, ten size. guys. Yeah. 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 But um, baseball team does well. Football team does well. So I've really enjoyed myself at UC. So um, I heard that Jake Carr transferred from West Virginia University to West Virginia State. Did you hear that? I've heard rumors. Yeah. They've been told to me, and then I've also heard that he's just giving up baseball and going to go to school at WVU. Is he? Okay. You talk about a guy. If he can come to the MEC? Oh, yeah. That boy, that boy can throw. Oh, yeah. Uh, St. Albans obviously led St. Albans to a state championship. Mm-hmm. Um, he is crafty. Yep. Speaking of baseball, um, Bear Bellamy, yeah. uh, Winfield graduate, uh-huh. also played basketball for me. Drafted by the Pirates, played at Wright State, drafted mm-hmm. by the Pirates. And uh, he played single-A ball for pirate, in the Pirates organizations mm-hmm. for the Greensboro Over at Bristol Grasshoppers. and then at Greensboro, yeah. Yep, Greensboro Grasshoppers. And then – He was in Morgantown for a he, while, wasn't he? It, he was playing rookie ball in Morgantown. Yep. And then the next year – that was right after he got drafted, right? And then the next year he went to Greensboro. And then he got called up to AAA at the end of the, the single-A season. Mm-hmm. Pitched for a few weeks and a couple weeks, and AAA had some good outings. Got invited to the top prospect fall league in Arizona after the minor league season ended. And uh, his trajectory has just been continuing to rise. Yeah. And um, it's pretty cool to see, I'm not going to lie. They, do they have him as a middle reliever or closer? I don't know. Come on, Brian. I know. <laughs> well, he does date my sister-in-law, <laughs> Jane Lawman, so I should know this. But... Uh, I don't know. I'm proud of him, man. I really yeah. am. Yeah. Uh, just to see what he's been able to accomplish. and you He's know, a great guy. To go from. Great name. Bear. Yeah. Did we ever ask him how he got the name Bear? I think he was pretty hairy when he was born. <laughs> and his mom said he's hairy like a bear. Something like that. I don't yeah. know. We'll have to ask. Maybe we'll have him as a guest one day. Yeah. Yeah, we will. Yep. But. Uh, Speaking of guests, um, we do have one coming up, don't we? Yeah. 
it just life is getting in our way. Right. Um, I'm excited about it. Yeah. It's West Virginia State. Great guy. Athletic director. Yep. Nate Burton. Yep. So, but uh, hopefully Sunday, next Sunday, we'll record with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other things going on around here is um, I'm excited about our podcast location. Yep. Because we've been kind of on the road <laughs> in your house tonight. And, uh, you know, so we, we've been looking for a spot and, and I found one. And I'm excited about that. I'm not going to reveal where it's at yet. But okay. anyway, um, really excited about that. Um, yesterday, speaking of broadcasting in the MEC, I was at Wheeling or well, West Liberty University uh, for their Mountain East Conference Wrestling Championships in wrestling. Wrestling. Yep. And uh, It's a hard sport. It is a very hard sport. It's a, a sport for men. <laughs> That's true. So, um, Coming from a former wrestler. Yeah, I started wrestling when I was four years old at the old Stonewall Jackson High School up on the west side. My dad took me up there. Man, I, I can remember to this day walking into that. And back then, you, and they still do, you had a wrestling room. Mm-hmm. It was wall-to-wall wrestling mat with pads on the wall. And I can just remember walking there and just nervous. But, man, I loved wrestling uh, growing up. Uh, I wrestled there for a while. Went down Dunbar, started a wrestling league. I wrestled there for a while. And then South Charleston, the city of South Charleston, um, they started one. Right. And uh, we trained at the old Oaksfield gym. And uh, so I wrestled uh, up until junior high. And Spring Hill Junior High didn't have a wrestling program, so I was off for three years. Picked it back up in high school. Qualified my junior year for the state tournament. Caught the flu. Qualified at 161. Weighed in down in Huntington at 145. Nice. So they threw me around uh, my f- two uh, matches that I had. Uh, I got thrown around like a rag doll. <laughs> so plus I had a broken nose. Had to wear one of those old brown masks with gauze stuff stuck up my nose. It was not fun. Yeah. But it was a good experience. And that was the last year that I had wrestled. Um, uh, so I, I gave it up. It's kind of burnt out on it. What did wrestling teach you? Wrestling taught me aggressiveness how to be physical um but it also gave me strong hands uh balance footwork and i stress this and you'll probably see me every once in a while say this on twitter if you're a football player you ought to be wrestling during the winter mm-hmm. if you're not doing something else if play a basketball i know a lot of them play basketball right get in the wrestling room yeah and i know that Weight room's important. Go out there and wrestle on that yeah. team, especially if you're a lineman. Right. If you're a lineman, it teaches you everything you need to to be yeah. an offensive, defensive line because you're using your hands, you're right. using leverage, yeah. balance, footwork. It's all right there. So allow wrestling to help your linemen get right. better. Right. So, but yeah, it's a great sport. I'll say, um, although I've never wrestled, that. Um, I would think that the physicality of the sport and mm-hmm. what it demands of your body mm-hmm. requires a decent amount or large amount of mental strength. Oh yeah. And I think what it does to you mentally is sometimes um, overlooked by people that haven't wrestled before. Yeah. Um, it's a mental grind to be in a match and be physically exhausted and having to yeah. do with those kids and men 
are yeah. doing on the wrestling mat. Because, I mean, Chris, I was watching college wrestling yesterday and calling it for the Mountain East Conference, and, and those guys, you talk about being in peak shape. Right. It's unreal. Yeah. And I can remember my days and me looking like that. <laughs> so... So long ago, but anyway, yeah, it's a mental thing too. And mm-hmm. those guys are, and I interviewed, I think, three or four wrestlers afterwards, and they, they talk about, you know, being talking about the mental side and being right. prepared and how they prepared for the Mountain East Conference Championships and going forward in the regionals. And I interviewed, I think, two national champions. Um, I think there was two. Um, but uh, one of them was a 125-pounder from West Liberty. And that, I mean, that dude, he dominated. Um, but he talked about, you know, how the mental side and, you know, the work that he puts in. Right. So it's a great sport. Yeah. So. I've never done it. I mean, I've wrestled, but not. <laughs> not like that. that. Not yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. We're not talking about you and your wife. So. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Anything else going on locally? Well, I mean, there's a lot going on. There's always something <laughs> yeah, going on. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're, um, no, just, you know, lots of people doing doing things here in St. Albans. Yep. Um, obviously, we've got um, a couple businesses rolling, and we got a fundraiser tomorrow for um, Walter Hall mm-hmm. uh, at the Tap. So that'll be fun. And, uh, well, Walter Hall's campaign. Anyways. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's uh, pretty exciting times right now. Um, obviously, I'm really into my job, St. Albans High School, um, academic coach. Mm-hmm. And um, really. Speaking of jobs, South Charleston's still trying to hire a football coach. Yeah. Well, St. Albans has one, too. That's right. Yep. Yeah. I forgot about yeah. that. Got two two Canal Valley football yep. positions open. Um, um, I know South Charleston had their interviews, yeah. and I believe they've selected, but uh, it hasn't been revealed yet. Um, I could give you my opinion, but I won't. Um, but yeah, St. Albans an opening as well. As Nick Watts stepped down from that position, mm-hmm. um, I mean he's a great guy too. Yep. Um, but uh, those are demanding jobs. Yeah, um, there's a lot that goes into being a football coach. Yeah. Uh, you know, like any coach, any coach, yeah. but football specifically. You know, you just have so many kids involved and mm-hmm. so many moving pieces, so many positions, uh, so much equipment. Well, so many, yeah, so many more, so much money that, yeah. that that you know is needed for it to yeah. to, to go. And yeah. um, you know, you everybody in the in the game of football. And what I what I respect about football players and football teams that are successful. Um, You have so many guys that have a job to do and they're different jobs and they have to do their job right for you to win, you know? Um, So that's, it's impressive. The teams that are winning and winning on a consistent basis, they're the teams that are doing those jobs and there's a lot of them and they're doing them well. Yeah. You know, I mean, you and I just watched the Bengals beat the chiefs. Right, and you talked about how bad the Bengals were here recently. Last year was it two wins? That was two two years ago. Two years, two three years ago, they had two wins. Yeah, worst record in football a couple years ago. Yeah. So, 
Oh, how quickly things turn around in one year or two years. Right. So, but um, it's the Joe Burrow effect. Well, <laughs> not just him. Oh, but no. like you said, I mean, you gotta have all eleven guys out there. Yep. Uh, on the same game plan. So, yeah. Um, then you got uh, San Francisco and LA playing now. So as we record this podcast, seven to seven. So exciting stuff, and uh, man, it's good stuff here in Canal Valley. Yeah, um, pretty awesome place to live. There's a lot going on. Yep. Uh, obviously, me and you are passionate about similar things, and so yep. we get to talk about those here yep. on this podcast. And uh, you never know what we'll be talking about. Nope. Coming days. Nope. <laughs> Let's hope uh, you stay on your wife's good side so we can continue yep. to do this. Um, we'll tell her happy birthday before I leave. But uh, again, you can watch or listen, watch. You can listen to this on. Um, Spotify and Anchor, as well as over on Apple uh, Podcasts. And we'll have this every week. Hopefully next week we can have Nate Burton uh, beside us. Uh, Man, great guy there, the athletic director over at West Virginia State. So we're going to wrap up here for this week. Again, we want to thank everybody for tuning in to Biscuits, Brews, and Ball. My name is Jack Wheeler alongside Brian England. Until next time, we'll see you. Stay safe.